conversation about real lives as real moms. No matter what happens, it's probably fine. Hi, welcome back. I'm Joy. And I'm Kayla. And this is our podcast called It's Probably Fine. This is episode four, Things No One Told Me About Childbirth. Before we jump into this episode, I just want to make sure that it's very clear that we each had very different birth experiences, and I think you'll catch on to that through the things that no one told us. All birth experiences are very personal, and we also believe that the first priority in birth should be the healthy baby, healthy mommy, and beyond that, it's kind of uh, up to you and up to however the situation (laughs) flows, how things turn out. Yes. Um, We each had an idea of how things would go, and I'm sure that we'll cover that in depth at a later episode, but we did want to start with the acknowledgement that perhaps we come to this list with different perspectives, and maybe even more so than on the other No One Told Me episodes, Um, but also we wanted to make sure we gave you a heads up that this is not necessarily a (laughs) kid-friendly episode through the whole thing. No, not necessarily. You, if you are someone who... Um, has taught your children how babies come into the world physically, then maybe they can listen in. But if you're someone who doesn't feel like answering questions from your three-year-old about where babies come from, you might want to just either slip your headphones on or save this episode for later. So with that, here we go. (laughs) Things no one told me about pregnancy. All right. No one told me that I would be so angry the five days after my due date. (laughs) That's so rough. <laughs> it was the worst. I was oh, a really right. angry person. Yeah, every morning you wake up and you're just like, how? Yeah, after months of being told, oh, he's coming early. He's definitely coming early. You're no. really progressing. And then, yeah, lies, all lies. <laughs> no one told me that my water break wouldn't happen until I got to the hospital and that it wouldn't even be that dramatic. It was just like, pop, water. That was it, all three times. Yep, mine started with my water breaking, um, but no one told me that I wouldn't even know for sure what was happening when my water broke. I got up, got out of bed, thought my back popped, just doing some morning stretches. Um, <laughs> was like, nope, nope, this, something else is going on here. So yeah, I wasn't really even sure. It was kind of anticlimactic, like right? Water coming out? No, like, no? No, it's just, uh, I mean, it did, but just kind of. Not not like in the movies at all. I don't know. I was always like well on my way by the time it popped. And it wasn't, it still wasn't like the movies, but it was definitely like, oh, that, I'm definitely not peeing myself right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I kind of thought I was just peeing myself. <sighs> um, no one told me that I wouldn't care in the moment who all was down there seeing my business. Yep. That is the last thing you're worried about in that moment. Um, no one told me that continuing the water break conversation that when, because my water broke at home, uh, it would not be anything like the movies and I would mostly just feel like I was wetting my pants all the way to the hospital. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> no one told me that I wouldn't even recognize that I was in labor with my second until I'd been laboring for several hours at home. And, um, part of that. You're just such a professional after that first, you just. (laughs) I was, no, that's not it. It was because of the, my first one I had to be induced. And so my second one, I didn't recognize that. I thought they were just Braxton Hicks and like, I slept a little bit and then finally called my doctor and she was like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like labor. Go ahead and come in. And I think I was already at four or five centimeters when I got there. So that was good. Yeah. I was happy. Having a baby. (laughs) Um, going along with not caring what was going on down there and who was down there, at one point, uh, I didn't know that there would be three professionals 
that were adjusting and monitoring and just <laughs> all at the same time in my business. It doesn't seem like there's enough room for three people there. No, but there was a lot going on that <laughs> night, so... Um, no one told me Pitocin contractions would be so much worse than the natural going into labor contractions. Yeah, no fun. I had some Pitocin, too. Mm. Uh, no one told me that my labor would take 28 hours and then still end in a C-section. Mm. Wah, wah. Yeah, more common than I think. <laughs> no one told me the yoga ball's not for everyone. I Oh, yeah. Yeah. You see the pictures, and people are sitting on the yoga ball doing the breathing, and they're like, chill, man. They're like, oh, I'm having a baby. It's totally fine. And I feel so relaxed because this yoga ball is helping with labor. That was a lie. <laughs> For me. Lots of lies. I feel like there's lots of things that people told me along the way about various stages of motherhood. And I'm like, yeah, that was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Um, along with the yoga ball, no one told me that I wouldn't use any of those techniques I learned and practiced in that birthing class we took. Did you try like, I mean, I don't know. It happened so fast, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to be like, oh, and now I'll use my deep breathing <laughs> techniques. Things just went a way different way than I thought they would, and things got very complicated, and so it just, it didn't progress yeah. in a way that I felt like those were helpful. And then when it did, it, like, way progressed. So it was kind of a, kind of a traumatic experience, really, rather than, like, the calming, you know, yeah. soothing music and the yoga ball and all the things that I thought would happen. It didn't yeah. go that way for me. Oh, well. He's here. <laughs> he is. Um, no one told me that the epidural would feel so good after being in labor for so long. I'm glad you enjoyed yours. I did. Uh, no one told me that my epidural would only work on one side of my body. That's so, le less effective that way, I think. Yeah, so I still felt all the things in the other side. Ugh. Uh, that mother and baby department beds are far more comfortable than the delivery department beds. I mean, it makes sense now that I think about it, but it was a significant difference. And then neither one of them is, of course, as comfortable as at home, but at least you can sleep in a mother and baby bed. I don't know. I couldn't sleep in the delivery ones. I don't remember anything about any of the beds. <laughs> <laughs> Not one thing. Uh, so Part of why my epidural only worked on one side of my body is that in order to keep my baby's heart rate at a safe and healthy level, I had to lay on my left side in the same position for hours and hours and hours. It was the longest night of my life. Um, and of course, the clock was on that wall. So I just laid there crying in pain, <laughs> staring at the clock. Wishing the minutes would just pass faster. And no one was like, birth will be laying on one side watching seconds literally tick by. No, no. one. No one said that to you? No. Huh. Well, you know. Um, they would. They were trying to be so sweet. And they said, what can we do? What can we do? <laughs> Why, like, I have, I have the oxygen mask on. I'm crying. It's like, it's awful. It's been going on for hours. And they're like, what can we do? How can we make this better? I'm like, get me off my left side. So they're like, okay, let's try. Let's roll you to right side, sit you up. And every time I did, his heart rate would drop, and they're like, all right, back to your left side. I'm like, yeah, I know. Why'd you even try? We're not making this sound very fun. No. I It gets, there are good parts, for sure. When it's over. Oh, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, no one told me 
that pooping is normal. And I, thank God, my husband, he has not told me. I don't know if I did or not. I imagine with three kids I did at some point. Surely. But I seriously looked it up. Like, I tried to Google it afterwards because I was like, there's got to be a statistic. Well, the statistic that I found is that it happens so frequently they don't try to keep track. Like, almost everyone does. If you're giving birth vaginally, I don't know with C-sections if that. Like, if you hit a certain point and then it I don't know. No idea. Anyway, so I there have was a, so there many... was a tarp or, <laughs> right. or something. I had no idea what was going on. Down well, there. I have so many friends that ask me if that like or that are afraid that they're going to poop, and I'm going to tell you right now that is not <laughs> what you're thinking about at that point. Because the by the time by the time that kid's head is low enough to be pushing <laughs> on those parts of your body, everything else is hurting. So you're not thinking about that. Trust me. Well, so when my doctor finally came in and decided that after 28 hours we were. Moving toward a C-section, um, first of all, she's a boss because <laughs> they came back and told her the OR would not be ready for two hours. And she said, yeah, no, 30 minutes, make it happen. So Gotta praises to her um, because at that point I was just over it. But um, no one told me that I would panic right before she made the first incision during my C-section. She was like, can you feel that? I'm like... Uh, no. And then she started to make the incision. I'm like, wait, wait, what am I supposed to feel? How much am I not supposed to feel? She's like, you should feel pressure, not pain. Can you feel this? Do you feel me pinching you? I'm like, no. Okay. I think we're okay. <laughs> that would be scary though. It was. Like, you know what's about to happen. Yeah. So. It was kind of traumatizing. No, thank you. Um, I didn't know that you could have back labor even if the baby isn't sunny side up. I, I don't know why. I thought that that was only a thing that happens if the baby's sunny side up, but no third kid back labor and whoa that is a new kind of pain yeah I don't know what the term back labor means because that was not a thing I I dealt with it's where so like you know when you have the contractions and it's like people describe it as period cramps but like worse but it it, I don't even know if you can classify that as period cramps but it's that space you know but back labor is where it's have you ever had really bad period cramps where it does hurt in your back? Yes. Okay, it's like that but on steroids. Oh. So where you're – all I could do was to lean on a countertop, and I couldn't sit down. That's when I sat on the yoga ball, and I was like, this was a terrible idea because I had a contraction <laughs> sitting on the yoga ball, and it was around my back, and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And I was screaming words that I was just really glad my kids were asleep. Um, and, yeah, so that back labor is just – there's not even a way to avoid it, so I don't even know why I talk about okay. it. Because it's not like you can do something different. Right. It's just wherever it, just it shows up. It happens. Yeah. All right. Well, no one told me that the uh, first words my doctor would say when she saw my son were, "He's looking at me." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Turns out he was facing the wrong way, and that was also not part of the plan. Oh, that's awesome. Everything my kid does is pretty much his own way, his own time since the very beginning. Sounds so. like his mother. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> I hope your mom's listening and <laughs> laughing. Yeah, she'll enjoy that. Um, no one told me that you can have them put that ceiling mirror away and you don't have to look because... I know that some people, it's beautiful, and it's the whole thing, and my husband wanted to see the baby coming out, and that's fine for me. I mean, everybody gets to make their own choices, but I just didn't, I wasn't interested in seeing them physically exiting my body, <laughs> and um, I, I tend to kind of close my eyes when I'm trying to 
control something anyway, so I think it was also a pain control thing. And um, I didn't know during my first labor that you could just ask him to put the mirror away, but which seems so silly now. <laughs> but you can. You can do that. You can do all kinds of things. I didn't know. I don't know anything about that. Never <laughs> even got to the mirror stage. You're, well, you you're speaking another language right now. So um, no one told me that they would almost forget my husband <laughs> waiting in the other room. How does that happen exactly? So, you know, the doctor came in and she said, yeah, we're, we're going to move this thing to C-section. 30 minutes, make it happen. And then, like, a storm, just a tornado of people in and out of the room, changing things, doing things, like just a flurry of people. So a lot of things happened really fast. They gave him um, the scrubs, you know, and they said, you're going to feel like we forgot you. We didn't. <laughs> we'll be back once we get her ready. So they take me to the OR and they get me all ready and they're, you know, check, check, this and that. And they're all like ready to go. And then I hear someone go, did anybody get the dad? Where's the dad? <laughs> Somebody get the dad. Um, so they did forget the dad. They did forget the dad. They did remember him just in time before things started. However, <laughs> once he walked in the room and arrived, I kind of wish they would have just left him. <laughs> Because he does this really fun thing where when he gets nervous, he starts making jokes and trying to be funny. And in that moment, funny was the last thing I wanted. <laughs> so I was kind of like, yeah, you can take the dad back. We don't need the dad right now. You had been awake for a very long time at that point, too. I was, yeah, it was a not, special not kind of exhausted. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, no one told me that immediately after the baby was born and again this is one of those things where looking back I'm like I probably should have just put two and two together because like they're still attached to you and so <laughs> they don't have anywhere anywhere to go so as soon as the baby comes out they lay the baby on you at, at least that's what they do at the hospital that I deliver at and I was just very surprised and the first time that happened I didn't realize like I just didn't even grab onto her because I was like I don't understand what's happening <laughs> And I, there was this whole thing with, like, lower blood pressure for me and things like that. So maybe I was a little bit out of it. But I finally grabbed her and was like, oh, I made this. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. And they helped me figure it out eventually. But it was a weird moment. Just kind of out-of-body experience. Yeah. The first time in motherhood where you just didn't know what to do. Yeah, like, <laughs> immediately after she exited. <laughs> the first of many, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Although I expected that moment. For whatever reason, I thought that that's how thing you know it was going to happen. Now I didn't. It was like, hey, here's your kid. You see him? Nice. He's getting you know whisked away to NICU. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I was expecting that moment of like, let's let's snuggle on the chest right here, real quick. And yeah, if it makes you feel better, I only got to hold her for about thirty seconds before she had to go to the NICU. But then yeah. the the boys, <laughs> I I held them and they immediately were like, food, feed me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no one told me that the first thought that um, I would have when he was born was that those are not baby lungs. That's not a baby cry. That's not how babies are supposed to cry. Why does my kid sound so much louder than every other newborn <laughs> baby I've ever met? <laughs> I think that's twofold. It's because your kid is so much louder. He is. But also, I think to a mother, your own baby's cries do sound louder. I, I think Perhaps. That is, there's some truth to that. Um, no one told me that I would feel absolutely zero pain after the doctor laid the baby on me and that no one also told me that there would be stitches afterwards which you know that doesn't happen to everybody but I'd have stitches uh thankfully I was so distracted by the baby that I didn't really notice until later <laughs> <laughs> 
Hard to not notice later. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, no one told me that after he was safely born that I would begin to panic about my own life and my own safety and what was going to happen mm. to me in that moment now that he was yeah. all well and good. No one told me that my husband would be the comic relief that I needed. <laughs> I, he's, he's not that funny generally, but he comes in with some one-liners. And after she was born, he, she went to the NICU, and I was, of course, not super stoked about that. And there was, like, 15 people in there, and then all of a sudden it was just me and him, and then one nurse, and everybody was gone with the baby. And all this stuff had happened, and then he sat down and looked at me and goes, whew. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I just looked at him like, I need you to go get me some coffee and exit the room. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get funny. to talk about exhaustion in yes, this moment yes. after what I've just been through. But it did make me laugh. Yes, thank goodness. No one told me that I wouldn't remember much from the first day of my son's life. Between the exhaustion and the medication and just, you know, everything. Just I, I think I kind of just passed out once it was all over and... Um, you know, there's a little piece of me that feels a little guilty about that, but also I remember so many days since, and so that's really, it's uh, not the delivery and the birthing process that makes motherhood. It's it's everything that comes after, and, um, you know, I, I've said before that I feel like teaching kindergarten is kind of like giving childbirth, because <laughs> you block out the pain enough that you do it again, um, so... Which you did. I have not. (laughs) (laughs) Although, I didn't say it was painless. I just said there was some good moments in it. Although, comparing our stories right now, you know, mine was slightly more traumatic, so. Yeah. But everyone has their own story. Everyone goes through it differently and uh, comes out stronger for it, I'm sure. Oh, yes. So. And with the number one goal being healthy baby, healthy mom for That's right. And so I'm sure there's some people that listen to this episode that thought, Ooh, I don't know if I ever want to do that. <laughs> My sister, maybe. <laughs> but we promise it's totally worth it. We love our children more than anything. So, yep. All right. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>